Welcome to Donuts with Diane, a space for me to talk to my family, friends, and whoever else tunes in about tough subjects spoken kindly, where ignorance is explored and erased, where opinions are shared along with love expressed and laughter so loud it echoes, a space where stories and experiences are welcome, and last but not least, a space where donuts are being eaten. This podcast gives me a chance to invite guests and become educated in subjects perhaps I have been ignorant to. I am hoping that as a listener, you lean in and learn a thing or two or become curious about something that is discussed, whether a serious subject or a lighthearted subject. I hope you know that you are listening to a trusted voice that wants to learn, love, and laugh with you. You are listening to Donuts with Diane. Today, I am having a conversation with my good friend, John Ito, someone that I consider very intelligent yet humble. Uh, John graduated magna cum laude 2018 with a degree in philosophy and soon after left for a mission trip where he was able to grow his faith. Uh, John is expected to begin law school this fall while also pursuing his master's of pastoral studies. Mm -hmm. I always want to start my podcast by complimenting my guests or the person sitting across from me. And what can I say about John Ito? Um, I think you're pretty awesome. You are kind. (laughs) And like I mentioned before, you are full of humility. And I think it's so rare, especially now, to find a friend who deeply values his or her faith and puts it above all. And I think you really do. I wouldn't even have guessed you're an only child just based off of your selflessness. So I'm so happy to have you. Welcome. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to talk. I know that I left the Catholic Church yeah. back in 2013, I think. Okay. And you've recently, or it's not recently, it's not but recent. two years ago, yep. you decided to be a part of the Catholic Church. Yeah. And you kind of left the non-denominational Christian world. Or, <laughs> and I kind of wanted to talk about why, what led you to that and how is it different or how has it affected your faith in a positive level uh, based on how it was previously. Hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, you can just start off talking a little bit about your faith, uh, your belief in God and Christ <laughs> and, yeah, your church. Okay. Sweet. So I would say, similar to you, yeah. and I guess every Christian, yeah, I believe that God exists in three people. Yeah. One God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I guess maybe some things that are unique to the Catholic Church. I think that when Jesus came, mm-hmm. He established a church and has protected it for the 2,000 years that He's been gone. Okay. And that church, from history... And tradition, I believe, is the Catholic Church. Church. Okay. And the teachings that come alongside with okay. everything that she teaches, yeah. 
Okay, cool. So I guess when did your interest with the Catholic Church begin? Like, what did you see in the Catholic Church or the people that attended the church that you were kind of like, mm. yeah, I'm starting to dig this? Oh, that's <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, so I guess early on when I actually became a Christian, yeah, I had friends who would joke that I would become Catholic, really? even though I had no idea. I think I read the Epistle of James, and I was like, wait, what is this faith and works thing mm. talking about? And they joked, they, Danny, Danny joked, he was like, oh, you're going to become Catholic, just wait. Well. I was like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, but I think my interest really sparked when I had an Orthodox roommate, Alula. Oh. And uh, we got to talk into some theology, and I was like, this guy is insane. I was like, he's crazy, he has no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. And uh, it really sparked my interest. And then the more I started reading about it on my own, I was like, Christianity is 2,000 years old, not 500 years old or not yeah. an American invention. Or... Yeah. So I was like, oh, snaps, there, there might be something here to this. So Okay. I definitely never questioned mm. the legitimacy of people's faith when I was in the non-denominational church or... Oh, really? Yeah. I that like... was the opposite for me. No, that's really? the opposite for me now, especially. Okay. So <laughs> but... you question how legit it is? Okay. So I I feel like when I was, when I attended the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. it was more so because my family attended the Catholic yeah. Church. You know what I mean? So yeah. I got baptized, had my first communion, confirmation when I was 16, I believe. Mm-hmm. But before that, you know, because we moved so much and we came to America and all that. So all three of my sisters were baptized into the Catholic Church in Africa. Okay. And, you know, finally, once we felt established here, when I was 16, I started going to, to the Catholic Sunday school. And then finally, I was able to have my confirmation and all that. And when I attended the church, mm-hmm. um, it's not that I didn't take it seriously, but it, to, it did feel boring. Like I would sit there, <laughs> like, yeah. Stand up, kneel, yeah, stand, stand up, kneel. Yeah, stand up, kneel. And, you know, it was, it was a pattern. And I didn't think that anything was wrong with it. I think that I still held my faith. Uh, I thought my faith was very important, important still. Mm-hmm. But I, I never even thought of the idea of exploring uh, non-denominational churches mm. at all. And it's not until I attended UNLV and I met a certain Christian friend and I was introduced to like that different world. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? Because yeah. I wasn't that involved in the Catholic Church. So mm-hmm. it was always older people. And it was so nice to have someone who is the same age as me that loves God um and i guess that's really how i was able to to buy into the non uh the non-denominational churches and mm-hmm. attend all the conferences and all that mm-hmm. um but then finally i started questioning because that's who i am yeah. in nature and naturally uh-huh. and there was just a lot of behaviors that i saw that at first i thought were unique but Every single church in the valley that I would check out, mm-hmm. the behaviors were the same. So mm. there was a pattern that turned me off a lot. To that church culture. To that church culture, mm. yeah. Mm. 
I, I don't want... I say this with the utmost respect. Okay. okay? <laughs> because I have tons of friends that I love and adore and I admire aspects of their faith. Uh-huh. But I do think that there is something lacking in like, evangelical or non-denominational Christianity. That it's okay. kind of... Um, maybe somebody would think of Catholicism as being like obese or mm-hmm. having way too much added on. Mm-hmm. I would see evangelical Christianity as being anorexic, having not enough mm-hmm. meat on mm-hmm. the bones, like not, no substance, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I agree because it's a trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And trends never have enough meat. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah. 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 So I would agree with that. And I, and I guess for me, that's what has really turned me off about it because to a, to a point right mm-hmm. and I always say this I always joke about this but it's kind of it's it's what I have seen where it's like I go on the north side of Vegas and I attend the church mm-hmm. and the first one of the first things I'll hear a pastor say is here we believe life change happens <laughs> and, then, and then I'll go to the south side of Vegas. Here we believe that life change happens right. and I yeah. can't and I don't know how to join a church. Hmm. When I see that in every single church that I go. Yeah. Do you do you know why there's that repetition or that pattern? Hmm. That is that is a question. I don't know. I guess first I'd say that I think there's a repetition and a pattern there because there's something real to that belief of like Mm. our church actually produces disciples, Mm. actually produces people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when they encounter Jesus, they have this radical life change. Yeah. I was in a Bible study yesterday with all my Catholic friends and somebody pointed out something like maybe the Protestants have it right. Like Mm. maybe our encounter with Jesus is supposed to be so extreme that our life isn't the same. Yeah. So in that sense, I think that's why maybe there's repetition across non-denominational churches because that's what is expected. Like, have you encountered Jesus? Is your life radically different? Right. And Well, I would understand that. That seems fair, yeah. Yeah, that seems fair. But when it goes to to, to a church leader mm-hmm. sending everyone at the same place, like how many churches in Vegas need to go to Mexico for a mission trip? Agreed. You know? Agreed. How many pastors have the same sentence as here? We believe that life change happens. Mm. Oh, you're a guest? You're a first-time guest? Let's give you a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> I just... So, I, there is no authenticity... Mm. That I have found. And that is okay. Yeah. And, well, I think a lot of it's marketing. Exactly. Like, and, but, the, but then that worries me. Because how much of it is for God, I guess. Yeah. Rather than... It's marketing for a business. Hmm. It's marketing for the church leader's business. Okay. I think, that's, I think that's one way to look at it. I think I would be a little bit more... I don't know. I think they have really good intentions and I think they want to get people in mm. through the door mm. and keep them coming back mm. to encounter Jesus. Mm. Like, I don't invite people to Mass and say, hey, do you want to come see what Mass is like? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the person I'm bringing to fall asleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I obviously find a rich, deep truth in the liturgy yeah. and I understand a lot more, but I'm not going to bring someone who's never encountered. Yeah. But I think that's the whole goal of non-denoms is like, mm. 
they st- they say stuff during Easter like think about who you're going to bring to the Easter service. Mm-hmm. Think about who you're going to bring to the Christmas service. Yeah. And through their marketing and mm-hmm. through their uh, maybe repetition or mm. that same phrase, mm. they've just found like that's what works. That's what works. Like the churches here are huge, like a thousand yeah, people. They are. <laughs> Two, yeah, like that's <laughs> they something are. they're doing is working. Yeah. Uh, not for me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I think I. I've ran away because I've seen that type of marketing. Hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that I found a church that I believe, and no church is perfect. You know, the Catholic church is not perfect. It's not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Continue that. I get you. I understand. I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I, I actually started to have a hard time inviting my family members because they're all very opinionated about faith they yeah. are yeah. <laughs> and, and i have a lot of opinionated friends as well uh-huh. and i because of that type of marketing i was actually very um afraid hmm. to bring people into a certain church that i was attending for a while because i felt guilty inviting someone into something i wasn't buying myself and i guess that's what's troubling to me and something that i enjoyed about the Catholic Church um, that I don't like in non-denominational Christianity is the following of the church leader or the praise of the church leader. Hmm. And I don't know if it is in the Catholic Church and it's unaware to see, Mm -hmm. but it is so obvious. Yeah. (laughs) in non-denominational christianity yeah that it's so hard to ignore yeah and at the end of the day we're following christ right Mm, amen but i just don't know how many churchgoers believe in that because i see a lot of them following their pastor Hmm. Hmm. well to be fair if the pastor's doing their job Mm -hmm. And following the pastor, you're following Jesus. And I think what what happens if you don't read your Bible and you listen to to every word that your pastor says when mm-hmm. interpretation? I mean, it's so it, it's, it's big. It's big. There's like, a lot that could so be there, right? I, you know, there has to be some type of solid foundation mm-hmm. and understanding. That you're following Christ, right? Yes. And your pastor, your church leader can set a good example, but he or she is still a flawed human being. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's the, I think that's the danger. And like James warns us, like not everyone should be teachers because you're going to be responsible for the souls that you're teaching and you're leading. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think you hit on something that I think for me was really a huge push to convert to Catholicism. Mm. Like people talk about idols in the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. They talk about Mary. They talk about the saints. They talk about the images we have. But I would pose like the question, like I think non-denominational churches are more filled with idols Mm. than Catholic churches. Like at the center of our service is the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. the mass or at the center of the mass is the Eucharist. But at the center of a non-denominational church is, this hip looking dude wearing some blue jeans <laughs> yeah. coming out. He's handsome. He's handsome. And singing about the Lord. Delivers a 45 
minute message of what he interprets scripture to mean. Yeah. Which is cool. Like it's mm-hmm. it's fun, but like yeah, you see like a pastor moves or a pastor dies and mm-hmm. sometimes people leave the congregation mm-hmm. or they leave a church body just because they don't like the way a pastor is handling something. Like that's not why you're going to church for mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. Or some people leave the churches because I don't really like the worship music there. Yeah. And you have the band on the stage. Yeah. But wh- why are we actually going? Yeah. And I think that was for me like the biggest focus of like, we go to church for Jesus. Right. And which church, in my opinion, was more centered around elevating Jesus in the service rather than talking about him or learning about him. Mm. And yeah. I think for me, that's why. Don't get me wrong. I sit through some of my priest homilies. Yeah. What we call little 10-minute sermons. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Like, what is this? Yes. And I remember like, but the reason that I'm here is for the bread and the wine. Yes. That become yeah. the body and blood. Absolutely. And I mean, I go to Mass and yeah. I sit there and it's, yeah. I crave to see people my age. Yeah. And I me mean, too. I find people now. Oh, that's have good like for you. I community. know. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's something I wish the Catholic Church was better at. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I mean, what? Where do we want to go? Do we want to go sit at an hour liturgy that kind of feels like work? Yeah. Or do we want to go sing fifteen minutes of awesome songs? Yeah. And have someone talk at us. I think it's easier to just go to the. Actually. Like, maybe, when was this? Maybe two months ago, I'm talking to my mentor, and I'm like, I think I regret converting. Oh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, why? Really? And I was like, it's just like the liturgy. I was like, I can't get into the liturgy. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's just not good. And he was like, you, you should actually know what we believe about the liturgy. Like, you have to be properly formed mm. in understanding. Mm. So he gave me this book by Pope Benedict, who... Mm-hmm. He's still alive. He's the retired Pope. Mm -hmm. And it's called The Spirit of the Liturgy. And I started reading through it. And although it doesn't have the flash and appeal Mm. that a non-denominational church service has, Mm -hmm. I think that the Mass is just so much richer Mm. in truth. Mm. And that's what keeps me going back. And it is encouraging to find people our age. Mm -hmm. Who it actually yeah. see that too in care. Yeah. And I, I, and I totally agree. Mm. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's because there's less distraction. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And for me, I just feel like there's a lot of distraction. And it's more about what does appeal, you know, a certain group, uh, of a certain age group and it's not bad again they're still being directed discipled yeah yeah. directed you know to to what we believe Mm -hmm. personally um but i guess for me i'm at a point in my life where i feel like it's definitely more about the church than it is about christ it's and it's easier to to see a pastor's ego because there's so much more of uh interactions that they have i think with the with their church goers than mm-hmm. than um a father does 
in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Yeah. Would you agree? Like, mm, so are you saying that like a Protestant, non-denominational pastor mm. has like a, that they interact more like conversationally with their flock or mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that, but I would definitely also say that I think in the Catholic Church, we do have this thing of, like, some people almost worship the priest. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, they almost... Uh, it's like he, you can't touch him. <laughs> yeah, like, he can do no wrong. Yeah. Right? But Which we've seen. Yeah, not the which case. we have seen that is not <laughs> the case. Uh, it's called clericalism, like, this preference yeah. to the clergy <laughs> yeah. over everyone else. Yeah. Whether that be in making decisions or whatever. But I don't know. I think. Obviously I'm biased. <laughs> obviously I'm biased. But I really do think that the most. Christ centered church. Is the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And. And without having to go back to the Catholic church. I agree with you. Without having to go back. Like to the Catholic I don't church, have to go back there. You don't have to. Yeah. But. I believe that it is the most Christ-centered church. Mm. Wow. I do, yeah. So why would you... So if if you do think that, why would you hesitate to go back? Like, what reservations then? I'm just not going to find the church I'm looking for right now. And that's where I am. Because Mm. I feel like I do take my faith seriously. And my faith has diminished a lot because of my mother's death. That's really what changed also where... I was I realized that I was one of those girls that I kind of judge if you you know if you want to say mm-hmm. or that I analyze I guess observe. I was one of those girls. I was living in that good Christian girl bubble, you know, yeah. nothing major had really happened to me. So it was easy to believe in Christ, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I believed every promise he told me. Uh, And so when my mom died, it's not that the promises that are made in the Bible are not real. They're absolutely real. Mm -hmm. I have a harder time believing them, but they are real. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely don't live in that good Christian girl bubble anymore. It's Mm -hmm. like... It's it's more realistic now, this thing called life. It really is. It's deep. And you do have to find, you know, your truth. And it's not as easy for me to, to be sold on whatever is being advertised to me by the church. Agreed. Yeah. Hmm. And that's where I am. But because... I feel like the Catholic the Catholic Church has not tried to sell me on anything. I would go back to the Catholic I'll Church. Just give us a little bit. You'll see. <laughs> oh, really? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, well, just like anything, I think, I think what gets me, though, and I think you kind of said it, is finding like the, your truth, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what frustrates me the most about the non-denom culture, evangelical Christian cultures, like, oh, I'm a non-denominational Christian, but I go to a church where everyone believes what I believe. Exactly. And I think it was C.S. Lewis who said something along the lines of, I'm going to butcher, but we don't need a church to tell us when we're right. Yeah. 
we need a church to tell us when we're wrong. Mm. And I mean, I'm Catholic, but there's some things that I'm like, <laughs> do yeah. we really have to do that? Yeah. Is that yeah. really what we right. have to believe? Absolutely. Or? And I think, I don't know, to me, that seems more convincing than, I guess, kind of picking and choosing what we can and can't believe in. Yeah. Which brings me to another great topic, right? Okay. Non-denominational Christianity, a lot of it is picking and choosing what we want to believe in and then altering it so that it looks good. It's like Halloween. Hmm. I cannot express how many times I've attended a church here in the Valley that's like, we don't celebrate Halloween. (laughs) But we're going to have a harvest festival where our members can still dress up no joke our members can still dress up yeah we'll pass out candies in the parking lot of our church Uh you want to dress as a witch sure you want to dress as a superhero sure but we don't celebrate halloween but actually you are yeah you're just calling it a harvest festival but you're doing everything else that halloween entails Mm -hmm. like you're still dressing up you're still choosing to pass out candy Mm. on that day yeah and then you have easter and then you have oh we'll have the kids decorating the eggs you know Mm -hmm. so a part of it you know it it if we really want to be honest with ourselves which a lot of churches don't want to be honest with themselves they are choosing and picking i don't believe in a harvest festival that where members of the church are allowed to to you know to dress up and pass out candy and by all means i i used to study with a jehovah's witness and they're Oof. oh yeah Oof. Okay. <laughs> and we clashed a lot oh, i'm sure right? good I'm, that's good lot. to hear that's good to hear we clashed a lot yeah. but i have the most respect for those people because when i tell you they're strict about what they believe and what they can and cannot do they really stick to it hmm. okay like for for instance for me it would be really hard not to celebrate christmas i mean yeah I, like it's just so magical yeah but you best believe I would not hand out a candy cane to a Jehovah's Witness and be like, eat this candy cane. Because she'll say no. Yeah. And I'll be like, why? Oh, I don't celebrate Christmas. But it's just a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> just because you eat it, it does not mean you have to have a tree right. inside of your house. Right. But they will not. Yeah. And to me, that shows respect. And that shows the level of truth that one has towards what they believe in and their church. Hmm. But they stick to their guns. They stick to their guns. They stick to their guns. So I think, hmm, I think if we're gonna compare or like talk about, sure. I think, I think it's really easy for us to chip away at maybe what's bad. (laughs) Yeah, it is still picking and choosing. But I think, I mean, if someone presented Catholicism in a really bad way, you can make Catholicism look like trash. Mm-hmm. Compared to Christianity. And there's some people who don't even believe it is mm-hmm. a form of Christianity. Yeah, um, there is. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say, maybe, I'm plan- playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. okay? I think Paul says in Romans, like, let each person be convinced mm. in his own mind. Mm. And if some people are attending a church and they have these certain beliefs or convictions and they think they're okay, mm-hmm. as long as they're not violating their conscience... Mm. 
They're really doing what they think Jesus is calling them to do. And I mean, they're trying their best. Uh, like, unfortunately, I really do think... Oh, <laughs> oh, at the extent of so many people being upset when I say this. Oh. I really think Protestants are sheeps without a shepherd. Oh. Like, they are forming convictions. Yes. And they are following... They are trying to follow Jesus yeah. as their sheep to the best of their ability. Yeah. But they have lost where they came from. Like, they don't have roots Dang. to form and shape those convictions. Mm. Like, Halloween originated because of the Catholic Church calendar. Mm. Like, only to go for that example. Right? Okay. Like, on November 1st, we celebrate in the church All Saints Day. Yes. So Halloween was like the Christmas Eve of All Saints Day. Mm. And people would sometimes dress up as like demons or devils. Kind of like as a taunt. Mm -hmm. But they would go to door to door and pass out like these little cakes and stuff. And it obviously evolved into Halloween. And right. There are some Catholics who don't celebrate it because they don't want to glorify something. Mm -hmm. But the church doesn't have this dilemma of like whether or not it's a sin to celebrate Halloween. Mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I think... Catholics take it for granted that we've just been given this tradition or these beliefs for years and years and years. Mm. It's like, okay, like we have kind of, maybe I guess, a mold to fit into. Okay. But Protestants, I think a lot of times really go in it blind. Oh. Like they have the Bible. Yes. And they say, we're going to do our best yeah. to understand what this 2,000-year-old book means. Yeah. And follow Jesus by it. Mm. And I think... Christians who don't celebrate Halloween or like won't put up a Christmas tree yeah. or don't drink a lick of alcohol yeah. are really trying their best. Yeah. And I think Jesus are, sees that. Yeah, we day. all are. Yeah. We all are. And Jesus sees that and honors that. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think it's misguided. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's that, good. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And. I think for me, that's the biggest, that's another big thing. Like, people don't like to be told what they can and can't do, let alone what they should or shouldn't believe. Yes. But, like, the faith has been handed down, like, from the very beginning. Like, anything a Protestant says comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, where did they get their Bible? Where did we get the Bible? Like, it sure. came from people. Sure. And,. Oftentimes, I think we take the belief, like the Trinity, for example. Yeah. For granted, like, there was a time when people weren't sure if the Trinity was even a thing. Yeah. And people inspired by the Holy Spirit figured it out and taught people. Yeah. But it seems like non-denoms kind of, they're like, no, it's just our Bible and we're going to figure it out and yeah. we're going to read it yeah. and we're going to get all the right answers. Yeah. I've learned a lot from atheists sure. and I'm not. And I'm not afraid to learn from them mm -hmm. because nothing that they've said, nothing that they've showed me has derailed me mm -hmm. from my belief, mm -hmm. what I believe in my heart, what miracles I've witnessed mm -hmm. based on what I believe with Christ, mm -hmm. you know? But when you're a pastor and you shelter your members by saying, These, if this certain person does not believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Don't give him the time or day. Yeah. I don't know. At least me, then you've lost me. I'm going to... I don't want to sound like I'm pitching Catholicism at you, okay? Yeah. But 
I think that's another reason to maybe look into mm. the church a little bit more because I think for me, I definitely, when I was converting, I was so used to what you were saying, that black and white kind of thing. Yeah. Like you're either in or you're or out. out. Yeah. And really early on, I remen- remember my mentor was telling me, he's like, you know, people like to see black and white. Mm. He's like, but following Jesus is really a lot of gray. Mm. And yeah, like, I, I tend to be a little bit more liberal mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. what's it actually mean to believe in Jesus? Yeah. Who is love? Yeah. Like, if someone believes in love, and not just emotion, but, like, how do we know, right, at the yeah. moment before they die, whether or not they had this amazing experience with God or something like that? But I think there's this kind of us versus them mentality mm-hmm. in that Absolutely. form of Christianity. Yeah. And it was something that was really, to me, that was not not what Christianity looked like in the New Testament mm-hmm. of we're saved, mm-hmm. we got it right. Exactly. Not them. Yeah. I, I think for me, a benchmark of a, a church, following Jesus should be somewhat similar regardless of culture, right? Like Jesus was a Jew. Boom. And the first followers were Jews. Yes. And the church originated in the Middle East and moved up into Rome. And But today, I wonder, do our non-denominational brothers and sisters, would they be able to recognize a Christian in Africa? Mm. Or regardless of what that looks like, mm-hmm. right? And I think, for me, that was something that was so appealing in Catholicism was... I can go to Japan. Yeah. And like right now, the Catholic Church in Africa, like, I would say one of the best bishops is from Africa. Mm-hmm. And we have maybe different practices or different ways of saying things. Yeah. But we recognize one another. Yeah. But does, I wonder, does the non denominational church in Korea look or resemble something like their brothers and sisters here in the United States? Or mm-hmm. is there. A disconnect because of culture. Because of culture. Hmm. And. I don't know. I wonder. I feel like I'm good at identifying another Christian girl. Yeah? Yeah. I okay. think so. But are you good at identifying a Christian girl because of her relationship with Jesus? Or mm-hmm. because she fits the characteristics of Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> she fits the characteristics. <laughs> okay. That's so bad. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? I I don't know. I think I've learned that I'm very judgmental. Me too. When I first <laughs> meet someone. Oh. And it's funny because there's some guys that I first met that I told my mentor, I was like, I don't like them at all. Yeah. I was like, yeah. they just don't seem legit to me Yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then actually getting to know them, and I'm like, wow. I think you love Jesus more than I do. Yeah. And you are more serious about following yeah. him and certain things like that. I mean, that. I didn't like you when I first met you. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. You just came from, you just came from a conference of love. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. When I was in that. <laughs> I was in the vibe, you I'm know? this guy who thinks he's so Christian <laughs> and then he's trying to be nice to me. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm definitely wrong too. But yeah. there's some Chris- Christian females that I've met and I'm just like oh I you know I cannot you already seem like you think you're better than everyone and then I hear their stories 
and it's completely different you know the the love that they have for for Christ yeah um their perseverance you know and i mean i know people feel the same way about me too because i don't know i don't smile a lot <laughs> and I, I look mean and yeah but i i don't know i definitely don't have it all together uh, as far as my belief mm -hmm. uh but i know that i refuse to settle that's all I know. Like, mm -hmm. I refuse to settle just to fit in. It's not worth it. Yeah. And I think that's what hurts me the most is that I see a lot of people settling yeah. to, to a certain church and what that church believes because it's so much easier to be in than it is to be out. out. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Question everything, I think, is the right attitude to have. Yeah. Even... Yeah. Yeah. Because if we don't have doubt, yeah, we can't build faith. Exactly. And if we don't question, we're not being honest with ourselves. Exactly. About what? Yeah. Yeah. We're confronting. And I think that's where I stand with my future children. Hmm. It's like I have to to let go of that fear, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, because I kind of want to be like, I kind of want to be like, this is what I believe, but you don't have to believe in this. But based on how I will live my life, I'm hoping that it will be so appealing that my answer will be, it's because of Christ. Mm. And they'll be like, that's, you know. Yeah. Christ and, will be tangible. Christ will be real to them. Yeah. And yes. sometimes I think that's all, like, you know, you can say, and obviously I love words. <laughs> um, and I'm so illiterate, but I love words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, you can spit whatever beautiful poems or whatever you're advertising yeah. but it is so beautiful when you really see christ in someone yeah and they don't even have to do anything yeah. like he's just in them yeah that that's enough and i feel like that could really change someone's faith yeah you know and yeah hmm. yeah <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a complete heretic to anyone who ever hears this <laughs> i think you should look into orthodoxy oh you think so i think so yeah maybe i don't know and then you look into orthodoxy and you'll be like oh it's so close and then you'll just be catholic anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> i guess in wrapping up final thoughts i think there are many expressions of following Jesus. Mm. Obviously, I think one is right. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't understand or maybe sympathize too well with evangelical or non-denominational Christianity, I do think there's a nugget of truth and some good mm. that comes from it, mm. even if it doesn't work with my personality or who I am um, or what I believe for that matter. Um, I think for people who are exploring and trying to figure out how to follow Jesus on this side of head, like on this side on earth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think kind of what we talked about, like always be questioning and in prayer. Yeah. And as long as we are sincerely looking for him, mm -hmm. I've I completely believe he's not going to hang us out to dry. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to be calling out to him and mm -hmm. he's going to be like, oh, wow. you missed me. <laughs> you weren't smart enough to figure it yeah. out. Like, 
Jesus is yeah. definitely going to give us the sufficient graces needed to yeah. to be where he wants us to be. Yeah. And if we trust that, trust the process and yeah. question things. Absolutely. He's going to see us through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. I think questioning it is good and I embrace it mm. now, but you know, always always be careful as well. There's a lot of, you know, the devil has a lot of workers here yep. that 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 are trying to derail you in the complete opposite way as yeah. well, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I I think questioning is important uh but in prayer just like you said. And also don't let any anyone make you feel guilty for questioning. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing. And I think any, I know I'm very passionate about church leaders, but I am. Just like you said in James, it does say that they, they will be judged twice. Yeah. And, and it's for, and that's a good thing because, yeah. you know, it puts more responsibility on their part. I know that if I was a church leader, I would feel way more responsible with, uh, how I choose to deliver my words, mm -hmm. how I choose to deliver my appearance and, you know, many different um, aspects. But yeah, I think that uh, be mindful of anyone that is telling you that it's wrong to question. Um, it is good. And just like John said, if, you know, if you're doing it genuinely and you don't want to settle, which I don't think anyone should, because at the end of the day, yeah. we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. And where we go is what really matters. And we're not going to know 100% the truth. Uh, but to get to uh, our truth and to get closer to, to God and the Holy Spirit and to Jesus, um, is important. So yeah. yeah. And the only image we have to conform to isn't the image of the church, but the image of Jesus. Boom. And I think that's, that's, that's what we good. gotta stick to. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John. Yeah, thank you. I had fun. This I was had awesome. fun too. I, hopefully... I, I feel like I always learn from you oh, whenever no. we talk about God. I or, appreciate it. You know. So I appreciate it. I think it. you're definitely headed towards the right direction <laughs> thank you we shall see hopefully <laughs> hopefully. hopefully right but i really appreciate it thank you i i your honesty is really refreshing oh thank you so much and i know that you've definitely experienced things in your personal walk and in your walk with god that i have yet to experience and i can't even imagine yeah and i hope you don't <laughs> true yeah true. i hope you don't i appreciate the sense yeah but yeah. seeing how you come out of it, how you've dealt with it, and being able to just share that honestly. I really appreciate it. Thank it's refreshing. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope I wasn't too ignorant. No, <laughs> not even. Thank you. Not even. <laughs>